Welcome to the Memorial Sermon Podcast. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your walk with God and drive you closer to Jesus. For more information about our church, visit our website, nbcmetairie.org. Now here's this week's message. Our new theme for 2022 is called Eternal Perspective eternal perspective. And I have been longing to tell you more and more about this because that's where I feel like God is leading us for this upcoming year. Last year, we talked about making a, a, a kingdom investment where we wanna use our lives as an investment. And I kinda wanna carry that over and us to begin to expand on that thought and begin to, to, to think about, you know what? My, this world is not all there is. There is so much more than this world. There is so much more than this life. I think as Christians, we speak pretty often that this world is not our home, don't we? We know that. I, when, when I, you know, a lot of times that I, I do funerals and when we do the funerals, you know, people come together and I say, you know, we don't mourn like those who have no hope because this world is not our home. But you know what? Sometimes when I begin to, to just do life, and even myself, have you ever noticed that even with that in mind, that this world is not our home, sometimes with our words, and sometimes with our actions, I find that we treat this world like it's our home. We just treat it that way. I have a friend who's uh, been a part of our, our church. Uh, many of y'all know uh, Evan and Holly Hart, who were a part of our church uh, several years ago. He was in the military and in the Navy, and so God has moved him all over the world. So he, they were here for a season, uh, for a, a time period, and, and then God moved them again. And, and we began to talk about this concept of the world not being our, our home. And he said, you know what, Dan? This reminds me so much of my little girl. He's got a little girl, so super cute. And he said, when she was born, I was stationed in Japan. And so here she was, and she was born right there in Japan. And she didn't see her home country until later on when she was a toddler. So as soon as, so she was born on the other side of the world, another country, another place. And yet, even as she was born, her citizenship was right here in the United States, another place, thousands of miles away, quite literally. And yet, here she was, living in one place, born in one place, but her citizenship is in another. You know, John chapter three says that you can't come and go into the, the kingdom of heaven, that you'll never see heaven. Jesus tells Nicodemus, unless you're born again. And when we are born again into the kingdom of God, we have a citizenship in heaven. But just like that little girl was on the other side of the world, she hadn't seen it yet. You and I are on this side of eternity. Now, we're all eternal beings in here. You're an eternal being if you're watching with us online. Every single one of us is going to go somewhere and spend somewhere for all of eternity. But the fact of the matter is, your citizenship is ultimately 
there even though you're living here. And it's that eternal perspective that I want us to grasp, I want us to own that we are not of this world and it changes the way we think, it changes the way we act, it changes everything about our lives. And so this morning, I want you to turn with me. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 here in just a second. We're going to be in verse 16 through 18. And just a moment ago, Stephen uh, read from further up in the passage that we'll be looking at about how believers in Christ are like are like ones who would have treasure in a jar of clay. And, and, and that's what we as believers are. There, there are many times that the treasure of Jesus is inside but then as you look at the outside of a, of a Christian, you look at the outside of a, of a person and there's almost a, a humble outside. And, and that's what he's talking about uh, in the, in the uh, upper portions of this passage is he's saying, listen, you might not feel like much. You might feel down. You might feel tired. You might feel broken. You might feel all of the things that the past several years have treated you. And you might not look that great on the outside or feel that great on the outside. But let me tell you what's on the inside. Inside you is treasure. And it's God's treasure, man. That, and it's more, it's more valuable than, than gold, the salvation and the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ, your eternal home in heaven. All of that that's on the inside is infinitely more valuable. And in the same way that you might think of, of a pearl, a pearl that grows on the inside of a dirty oyster shell that God has his treasure inside of us. The same way that diamonds are formed in the midst of a hard black piece of coal is the same way that God's treasure is inside of you and inside of me. We have other phrases that we use to describe this and, and I would maybe say this about each and every one of us that you can't judge a book by its cover because each and every person in here has a story each and every person in here has a testimony. And how dare we judge one another by the, the cover or by how much we make or, or what kind of grades we have or, or anything like that, that God is doing something inside of us. Treasure in jars of clay is what this passage begins talking about. And, and as you walk through this passage, you realize that, that Paul was saying some things to encourage the church, and they had been through some rough times. Have you and I been through some rough times over the past bit? Yeah. I was talking to someone recently. They said that they went to a Christmas party, and they said everything that everyone was talking about at this particular Christmas party was just how tired they were motivated they were talking about you know sickness and masks and all, all this other kind of stuff and have we been through some rough times we have some of y'all personally relationships some of y'all have had some family members that have that have gone on and man I, I think we can relate to what the apostle Paul was talking to the the people here in Corinth and they had even dealt with some persecution we'll get into that in here in just a second and then they were getting discouraged. 
They were getting discouraged. They were, they were actually tempted to make worldly decisions. We were talking this morning. Some of us were just talking during uh, our, our time of preparation and practice this morning. We were talking about, you know, how the alcohol rates during this time over the past two years have gone through the roof where people have been drinking more maybe that they've ever drunk in their lives. And so uh, when, during these times of, of, of rough times and discouragement, sometimes we're tempted to make worldly decisions. And it reminds, what Paul is, is reminding them today is that the treasure of having a relationship with Jesus and the salvation that they have experienced with him is the most important thing. And he begins to talk about eternity. In times like this, it is so good for us to talk about eternity. And he says to them, he says, listen, man, hang in there because the same way that Jesus was raised up from the dead after he died, he said, listen to me, you're gonna be raised up too. And you're going to spend eternity in heaven with him. And there's not going to be any crying. There's not going to be any sickness. None of this stuff. You will be with him. He's got a home for you. And that's where I want us to start in verse 16. If you've got your Bible this morning, if you've got your tablet or your phone, I want you to look with me in this passage. We're just going to read over these three verses in light of everything that's going on in verse 16, I love this very first sentence. My Bible says it this way. Therefore, we do not give up. We don't give up. Man, after everything, when you begin to focus on that God has a home for me, that God has something beyond this life and this world, and that it is a place of paradise and that it is a place of wholeness, when you begin to focus and you begin to have, are you ready, an eternal perspective, that's how this wells up and it says, don't give up. In light of your eternity, don't give up. And then it goes on from there. And it says, it says, therefore, we do not give up, even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day, for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. In your notes, I was able to put this quote by A.W. Tozer. It's so good because it relates right to that. I want you to look in there and your notes are on, up here on the screen. It says, the spiritual man habitually makes eternity judgments. When you're walking with God, you don't just make decisions, you make eternal decisions. You make decisions in light of eternity. So you make eternal judgments instead of, look at this, time judgments. Those are worldly judgments. So when, if you're making a, a career change, you know, if you're making a career plan, you say, you know what, what's going to be the best for eternity? What, what, what's going to be in light of, in light of God's kingdom? What's going to be the best for, for, for me and my family and for his, his kingdom? 
When we were thinking about giving in into sin and into selfishness, when, when, when temptation, you know, we, we were singing earlier today about temptation. When temptation comes upon you, are you going to make a time judgment where you say, well, you know what? I know it's wrong, but I can just manage my outcomes. I'll give into this sin, but only once. Are you going to make eternal judgments and say, you know what? This doesn't please God. And I am here for a short period of time. And I want to make sure that I don't waste my time on sinful things. I want to utilize my time for the glory of God. You see how it's different? And so instead of time judgments, I love this part. Don't miss this. By faith, he rises above the tug of earth. That is so good. And the flow of time and learns to think and feel as one who has already left the world. I don't know about you, but that's the type of mentality I want to have. The type that says, you know what? I've pretty much, I've already left this world. I'm here for a moment. I'm here for just a moment. But I want to think and act in such a way that if I died today, that, that I would be proud of the decisions that I've made. And so here's what I want you to, to see. You've got there also in your notes that I put there a little note that says, every day is a battle for your focus. Every day is a battle for your focus. You can focus on the things of this world or you can focus on eternal things. I was actually reading an article this week. Uh, it was a, uh, that it was, it was a, it was a, a, um, an, a fact that came back in 2019, uh, of the U.S. ad expenditure. So the total money that was spent back in 2019 on ads, on things like billboards, commercials, internet ads, social media ads. Are you ready for this? The total uh, number in one year was $240 billion. A quarter of a trillion dollars was spent, listen to me, on your attention on your attention. And so to keep your focus on the things of this world, companies spend all types of ad revenue because they simply want your attention for the products of this world, for the pleasures of this world. And so I want you to hear loud and clear, every day is not just a challenge, okay? It's a battle for your attention. And so here's what I want to ask you this morning. What will you consider valuable? What will you consider valuable? What will you give your attention in 2022? And that's why we have to ask this question. What do we consider the most valuable? The Bible says wherever your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And so this year, I want us to passionately focus on eternal things. What are the things that the Bible talks about? What is the things that the Bible says that there is a dynamic? Well, I'm so glad that you asked because this passage that we just read answers that for us. So if you got your pen handy, I want you to write this down. So every day we'll have to consider what's the most valuable. Write this down. Our physical bodies or our spiritual maturity? 
our physical bodies or our spiritual maturity. We saw right here in verse 16, we do not give up in light of eternity, but also in light of eternity. Look at this. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, that's a tough way of thinking of your body, okay? Your outer person is being destroyed. Our inner person is being renewed day by day. Miss Deborah, who is working in our uh, nursery next door, you might mention this to her uh, when you go, if you have kids and pick up your kids, or if you see her at the potluck, today is her birthday. And we were joking this morning about growing older, and she, she's, she's very young, she's in her 20s, and, and so we, we, we constantly joke back and forth about this dynamic about, you know, what, how we pull our muscles. The other day, I, I pulled a muscle myself, I'm in my late 30s, I pulled a muscle the other day, are you ready? I sneezed. All right. And I was like, oh, I hurt my back. You know, like I don't even have a good story to go along with it. There was, a, there was another time. I, I don't know if you've ever like hurt yourself, you know, like maybe you're making your bed or uh, my, probably one of the worst ones is, is I, I was putting on my seatbelt one day and you don't realize when you put on your seatbelt, that is a full blown workout. Some of my senior adults know what I'm talking about. That's exactly right. You reach over. Look, this is all back motion right here for three days. I was down. And so I know what this passage is talking about when it says right here that you know that that the outer person is being destroyed I have so many of my friends who are senior citizens and they tell me that they retired you know they, they've retired only to have a full schedule of appointments by doctors you know, they're like, man, I retired. I thought life, you know, I was going to have all this free time, be able to do what I want. They're like, I don't have free time. Either my kids want me or I'm going to doctors. They're like, what is going on? As a pastor, you know, uh, people ask me all the time to pray for them. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of that communication card that you have, have an opportunity. If you want to scratch down a prayer request, we get those every single week. But it's a lot of times what happens when people ask me to, to, to pray for them, you know, a lot of times they'll just tell me verbally. They'll just say, Pastor Dan, can you, can you pray for this and for that? And I, I don't know if some people are thinking about going into ministry. Maybe they're watching online or listening to the podcast later on and they're thinking about going into ministry and they think ministry is, is all, is all glamorous and you know you get to do speaking and work with worship leaders and all that let me tell you something in one week alone I had three people ask for one same prayer different people they said they said I've got my colonoscopy this week can you pray for me that's what you're looking forward to if you're going into ministry okay and the reality is, the reality is, I mean, when I read this passage, I know what it's talking about. The outer person is being destroyed. That we're growing older. In this passage also, you know, the Apostle Paul is speaking to people that are being persecuted. And so he might be looking at them and saying, look, the outer person is being destroyed because some of them were physically giving their lives for the gospel. They're being tortured. In some cases, in some cases, they were being killed. And so he would look at them and say, look, the outer person is being destroyed. The outer person, people are going to hurt you. People are going to whip you. They're going to persecute you in all these different ways. The outer person is being destroyed. Oh, but don't neglect the inner person. Because right here, it talks about how our inner person, our inner person is being renewed day by day. There is a part of you that is not growing old. Isn't that good? 
There is a part of you that is getting younger and stronger every day. And that is you growing in Christ. That's the reason we come to church every week. That's the reason why I gave you the, a Bible reading plan to kind of guide, to guide you and, and to kind of give you some structure through this upcoming year. That's why we pray together. That's why we serve together. That's why we give is because let me tell you something. There is no glass ceiling when it comes to your faith in Jesus Christ. You can have as much of Jesus as you want. And the more of Jesus that you have, then the more that you grow and the stronger your spirit gets. And as we saw last year by kingdom investment, the stronger you get and the more that you invest into the kingdom of God, the more responsibility he will give you on the other side of this life. You continue to grow. So as we move into this year, do we wanna focus on the outside? physical body and things like that. All those things are important. I'm not telling you don't take care of your physical body. If the, if the house needs painting, paint the house, okay? But I want you to focus in on your spiritual maturity that you can grow and get stronger each and every day. That's what having an, an eternal perspective is all about. The second thing that, that I want us to consider as valuable, we have a question. What will we consider more valuable? momentary affliction or eternal glory. This is so good. This is so good. In verse 17, it says, for our momentary light affliction. Light is in like a feather. Light is in the things of this world. Now, I know that you and I have gone through some stuff over this past year and that you don't consider it light at all. You don't consider some of the things that you and the, the struggles that you have been through, emotional struggles, physical struggles, they, they, they haven't been light at all. But what the Apostle Paul is saying is that in light of eternity, when you have an eternal perspective, that this life is light. The afflictions that we face are light compared to an eternal, he calls it a weight of glory. So one is light and one is heavy and the glory of God is heavy. It's what someone I heard this week referred to as the university of adversity. Have you gone through the university of adversity? Maybe you have. The tests, the trials that go along with that. When I was going through school, it was filled, can I just tell you, it was filled with all kinds of all-nighters, all-nighters, hours upon hours of studying. I thought I'd never see the end of the tunnel. I remember on the day of my graduation, I stood there, I was in my cap and gown, and they had a, they had a the place that I graduated had an organ playing, and I just remember being overcome with emotion. And I stood there and everybody else is, you know, we had already walked in and we had found our seat, all that kind of stuff. Everyone was standing around. But I just remember the tears beginning to well up because I had gone through the university of adversity and I had come out on top. Some of y'all have been through the university of adversity this year. Some of y'all have been through the university of adversity this past month or this past week. And you want the light at the end of the tunnel too, don't you? But here's what I want you to know. 
everything that you are, that you have gone through and that you are going through is a test. It's a test. And you cannot see what's going on behind the curtain. You can't see what's going on in eternity. As I was preparing my, my message for today, you know, I was, I kept thinking about Job. I kept thinking about how he, he lost his kids. He lost his possessions. He lost his health. And all he can do is just question God over and over again. Cause he doesn't see what, what's going on. And as, as the readers, as, and as we'll go through the Bible this year, and as we read through the book of Job this year, we know what's going on behind the curtain. But he didn't. Do you know the story of Job? In the heavens, God is there on heaven. All the angelic beings are there. And one day, Satan kind of slithers up. And you know what God does? He begins to brag on Job. He says, have you seen my servant Job? Man, there's nobody like him. He's upright. He's righteous. He lives for me. He worships hard. Everything. And he begins to brag on his servant Job. And then what does Satan say? Yeah, it's because you've blessed him. Take away everything. Take away everything. And he'll curse you to his face. And so as we read the story of Job, we, Job didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what was taking place. He didn't know that God was bragging on him. And yeah, later on, Job gained more than he ever had before physically in the world, possessions, all that. But more importantly, after he passed the test, he gained the weight of glory and his life glorified God even more because of the adversity that he had gone through. C.S. Lewis writes a sermon actually on this passage that we're reading today called The Weight of Glory. Some of y'all have probably heard this statement before, but this is what C.S. Lewis says. He says, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong. Sometimes we talk about desires, pleasures, things like that, that our desires are, are just overwhelming us. And, and what C.S. Lewis says, God isn't finding your desires uh, too strong. He's finding them not strong enough. Listen to this. He says that they're not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by a potluck at memorial. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. He cannot imagine what is meant by an offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily and so what he says here is he said in the light of momentary affliction in light of everything that is going on don't surround yourself with these little pleasures that make themselves up to be mud pies have an eternal perspective have a perspective that says oh man there is a meal waiting on me not after the service there's a meal waiting on me in heaven Man, where everything is glorious, where everything is, is perfect, and I am saving out for that meal. 
I'm saving out. I'm not, I'm not gonna fill myself with these little worldly pleasures. And I'm not gonna get discouraged about momentary affliction. I'm gonna focus on weight of glory. Let's keep that as what we consider the most valuable. And then the final thing of what we'll consider the most valuable is number three, what we see with our eyes or what we see with our heart. What we see with, with our eyes or what we see with our heart. Look with me in verse 18. It says, so we do not focus on what is seen. Look around you with everything that's been happening. Look around you as we move into this upcoming new year and have that eternal perspective. Not to focus on what is seen, for what is, but what is unseen. And I love this. This is gonna be our, our theme verse for this upcoming year. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The body has five senses. Five senses. You know what they are. Five senses. Touch, taste, your sense of smell, your sense of hearing, and your sense of sight. Discovery Magazine came out a while back with an article, and it was entitled this, Which of the Five Senses Do Humans Rely on the Most? And some scientists, what they decided to do was to study our senses by evaluating how much of our brain is devoted to processing each Sense. Have you ever thought about this before? I've never thought about this before. So our sight, for example, takes up, are you ready for this? About one third of the brain. Takes all that to process color, to process information, process what you're seeing. So sight, as they say in this article, takes about one third of the brain. Whereas the olfactory bulb, our sense of smell, our central processing unit for smells is comparatively tiny, taking up, are you ready for this? Only 0.01% of the brain, the space in the brain in human beings. And as I thought about this and I read this article, our, our sense of sight is arguably the most important sense that we have. And what the Bible says, don't depend don't depend on what you're seeing with your physical eyes. Don't depend on that. In 2022, God is telling you here, you depend and you focus in on what you can't see with your physical eyes. With that one third of your brain, you focus in and you press in to what you can't see. Because what is seen right here is temporary. It's gonna go away. But what we see with our hearts is eternal. I want to encourage you with that this morning. I want to encourage you, no matter what happens in this year, I don't care what happens this year, let's as a church continue to see with the eyes of our heart. Open the eyes of our heart, God. Open the eyes of our heart. I went to get my eyes checked uh, recently. After the, after Hurricane Ida came through, I was suffering with only like one set of contacts. And so, you know, I kept using the same set of contacts for like three, you know, three months. You know, my eyes were like bugging out. It was crazy. And so I went to go get my eyes checked and uh, the doctor gave me a new prescription. And I called them a week later. I said, I got to see you again. 
I've got to come back again because these new contact lenses that, that you gave me, they're not working. I mean, I was driving down the road. I couldn't see street signs. I thought to myself, what in the world is, is going on? So I go in and I, I see the doctor for a second time. And, and so I sit down and we're talking back and forth. We look at all the letters that are, you know, 20 feet away. And we, we do all of that. And she looks at me and she says, the reason, she said, I'm, I'm not changing my mind. The reason I gave you this new prescription, listen to me, is she said, your old prescription was too strong. Well, I've never had that happen before. I've always had it maybe be too weak and then they had to up it or something like that. She said, your old prescription was too strong. She said, most people take two weeks and their eyes rest. She said, I'm telling you, it's going to take about six weeks for your eyes to rest and you're going to be able to see clearly. You know what? She was right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is possible that the lens that we see with in this world might be too strong. We focus on the temporary. And I believe that God is wanting to give us a new prescription in 2022, an eternal prescription, an eternal perspective where we stand back and, and we go, okay, okay, wait, why is this happening? Why is this taking place? And then we begin to take that with that eternal perspective. And we say, God, what are you trying to reveal to me? God, God, what are you trying to teach me through this process? See, an eternal perspective doesn't just read the Bible and go to church. Having an eternal perspective means that you trust God wholeheartedly, that you trust in his love, that you trust that he cares for you, that you trust that, that he's got your eternal best in mind, and that he proved it for you and he proved it for me by dying on the cross 2,000 years ago. And we begin to see things and people and situations totally different. You know, something happened. You know, God gave me this. And he, you know, the more I spend with him, the more I dive into his word, the more I have time in, in prayer, the more that God will give me glimpses of this eternal perspective. Sometimes they're just so out of the ordinary. There was one time that I'll never forget. I went to a, I went to a football game. I don't go to football games too often because to be quite honest, that nothing takes my seat right there on the couch, you know, and I can just watch it right there on the TV. I don't have to worry about parking or, you know, money or anything like that. I can just watch it right there. I got my front row seat, but I'll never forget. There was one time I went to a football game, thousands of people in the stands, and we were watching the football game with some friends. We were having a, having a great time. And God just, in, in just a glimpse, opened up my spiritual eyes. He said, Dan, look around. This isn't just a bunch of fans watching a football game. This is thousands of souls. This is thousands of people. This is a th thousands of eternal beings that are going somewhere one day. And I remember that I, even in the midst of that glimpse, I, I was... I was broken. I remember going home and, and just getting on my knees and, and saying, God, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? When we begin to have an eternal perspective, it changes us. And I'm asking for us this year, God, change our prescription. 
change our perspective. Give us an eternal perspective. For far too long, we have been focused on the things of this world, but we want to be focused on things in light of eternity. God, give me a longing for my real home. God, show me my real citizenship. I'm born here, but I belong there. And I belong there for all of eternity. Let that change the way we live in this upcoming year. Let's bow and have a word of prayer.